In this episode of the Past the Everything podcast, we cover the top Halloween candies from each state, a seasonal sweats item from a fast food company, the generational condiment divide that we're not sure really exists, and the top foodie cities around the country, plus our high and low food moments of the week. Let's eat. From our table in New Orleans, this is the Pass the Everything podcast. Your favorite food podcast. As we always say, food or maybe like in general. I have some friends, I think it's a huge compliment where they're like, I'm not really a podcast person, but y'all crack me up to the (laughs) point where I get in trouble at work every week. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest compliment I think we can receive. Yeah. And my, I think my response to that is usually like one, don't get fired from your job, but two, I appreciate that. And also fucking leave us a review because that helps out a lot. And by lie, that's how people discover us. So please go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. First things first, who are we? Uh, he is my podcast partner. For the sake of the podcast, we'll call him PTE. He started the past, the everything Instagram that began this whole journey. And now he has returned from a surprise out of town visit with a belly full oh, yeah. of Philly cheesesteaks. Oh my God. All the cheesesteaks. And she is Ashley. She is my wonderful co-host who quit her career in radio to help me launch this podcast. And she is uh, doing trivia when she's not here. A trivia host. Like yeah. the trivia host. Yeah, literally three nights a week. It's yeah. to the point where now between podcast stuff and trivia and occasional voiceovers things, I'm talking into a microphone still seven days a week, even when I'm not on the radio anymore. Well, that makes, I mean, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because your mic skills are very finely tuned and mine are very raw. <laughs> you're the professional <laughs> and I'm the person that you're like dragging along. So but at fine. the end of the day, I hope that people just feel like they can pull up a chair at this weird little dysfunctional yeah. table. And they're part of a conversation about ridiculousness, vaguely centered around food. Absolutely. That's the goal, right? If somehow you're jumping in and this is your first episode listening to this, like now you a hundred percent know what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. We should we should get into it. Tell me more about this food escapade, or should I wait until Let's, uh, the end? We'll save that for the end. Ooh, teaser. But it was... Oh, you know what? Um, One thing I wasn't going to mention at the end, but I did do a surprise visit. I flew out to Pennsylvania, visited a friend, two friends. They're about to be parents here soon for the first time. One to get, you know, a good weekend in before, before, you know, we never see them again. Before they never sleep before again. Before they disappear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There another buddy um, that also flew out, but didn't let him know I was flying out anyways. But uh, yeah, so he's in part of Pennsylvania. That's really close to Delaware. And the first night swung over to Delaware really quick and had a lobster roll and some oysters. Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't had a lobster roll in a while. And from what I understand, there are different variations of it. And I had the the hot version with butter, which is really, really good. Cause the only one I've ever had before was in Massachusetts and it's a cold version with Mayo and I'm, I'm leaning hot, hot with butter over cold with Mayo. So shout out to Delaware. Great lobster rolls. I mean, there's most things that if I was given the choice of like hot and buttered versus like cold, cold with, with mayo, mayo. I, I'd eat human fingers that were hot with butter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Very true. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Please yeah. don't get concerned. Please do not get concerned. We're not eating people. This isn't like the movie Alive, like, right? right? Like, we're- <laughs> I know it's Halloween. It's spooky season, but don't worry. I'm not admitting right now yes. to being a cannibal. Yeah. No, no cannibalism, no eating human bodies over here. I'm not trying to get cannibal canceled. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Look, on. Since I mentioned Halloween, why don't I start off like in that vein? I've had several people DMing me. By the way, I appreciate when people send me material for the show. There's all these weird lists. If you want to get technical, some people on the internet call them listicles, which is a list focused article. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like Buzzfeed is just a collection of listicles. Yeah. That company is just an entire listicle in itself. Got it. Got it. Got it. So people have been sending me like DMing me stuff. They're like, have you seen this about Halloween candy? I do get those a lot and they are very much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. There's one that was like, we looked at Google trends to see what candy each state is Googling. And I'm like, I don't really care about that one as much as I want to see sales. Give me data. Yeah, 100%. You can Google something all day, but like you said, I want to see the actual data behind it. Let's see what Mm -hmm. people are buying and where they're buying it at. So a candy supplier put out a comprehensive list of the top selling Halloween candies over the past 14 years. This is like a serious for real study. 14 years worth of sales data. Yeah, it's not like all the other things that we talk about where there's like two minutes of data behind it and the list is bullshit. So what they did is they took the top 10 sellers of Halloween candy and then also looked at each state and broke it down of like, and what's the top seller in that state? Okay, got it. So you're taking the top candy sellers during Halloween season in general, uh-huh. and then the states and okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Undisputed, number one, no argument, no question from me. I think you will agree. Mm-hmm. Reese's Cups. Yes. Okay. My, Thank my you. favorite candy since I was a kid and to this day, I, I, I kind of wavered on them for a little bit. I'm like, mm-hmm. am I a Twix guy now? Do I enjoy Kit Kat more? Mm-hmm. No, Reese's is still my number one. It yeah. always will be. Really and the is. states of California, Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Wyoming all agree with us. That should be the top. It's the top seller okay. in all of those states. I'm surprised it's not more states than that, honestly. Right. Have you ever, <laughs> this is like a Family Guy reference where like, do you ever see the episode of Family Guy where it's the two drunk people like, and they're driving in a car and one's eating chocolate, one's eating peanut butter. Yeah. And they get into a head-on collusion. They fly through their windshields and the peanut butter goes into the chocolate yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. And that's how Reese's got discovered. Sure. Okay. I'd... That's a bad visual thing for a podcast. So I just yeah. completely ruined everything. I apologize. <laughs> God damn it. Again, we're not advocating for cannibalism or yeah. drunk driving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. Please be responsible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two on the list, Skittles. Number one in uh. Delaware, Oklahoma, and Vermont. Right when I give Delaware credit, I might have to retract that. <laughs> we went over this. We went over this last week where- like can you, still you think really that kiwi is a star I, of the really, Skittles I'm flavors. still have not over the fact that kiwi is not a flavor in the normal Skittles, nor do I think you can really taste the fucking rainbow with those things. I really don't think you can back to chocolate. Number yes. three on the Halloween candy list is M&M's a good standard basic. Yeah. You get like the little brown bag when you were a kid and you would go trick or treating. You weren't blown away by it, but you were happy. Yeah, I get it. Number one in Iowa, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Oregon, and in DC. Then back to the fruity side, Starburst, number four on the list. Okay. In uh, Alabama, Idaho, Indiana, Michigan, South Dakota, and Texas, it's the top in all those places. I don't associate Starburst with Halloween. I just don't. And now it starts getting weird for me. Oh, we're getting we're getting into the candy corn territory. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> Even weirder, number five top uh-huh. Halloween candy seller, hot tamales. What? 
Never once. I don't, I can't remember in my childhood getting hot tamales in my Halloween trick or treat basket. Never, literally never. That's really interesting. The states where it's number one though, are also kind of oddball. All right. Here's looking at Arizona, you. North Dakota, Virginia. Okay. So, so it's all, not a regional thing. No, I, they're I in don't fact, understand. Yeah. They're all over the map. Then I don't, we go I don't into understand this at all. <laughs> Old time podcast favorite. For the very I'm first scared. episode, number six on the list, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, God. Why? A lot of states, Why? though, really rep the Sour Patch Kids. Alaska, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Nebraska, New York. All of them are on the Sour Patch Kids I bandwagon. Mean, the distribution there is pretty wide. That leads me to believe that Sour Patch Kids actually needs are to be popular and needs to be higher on the list. Yeah. Listen, I know Sour Patch Kids are popular. I just don't get it. I don't understand why you would want a candy that makes you do that face. You're like, I see you. I just don't yeah. agree. Like when I look at someone eating Sour Patch Kids, it doesn't look like anyone's ever enjoying it. It's like, are you a martyr? Like, do you just didn't like, I don't understand the need to put yourself through some sort of physical pain and be like, I love this shit. I'm good with my Reese's peanut butter cups yeah, over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hershey's kisses. Number seven on the list, Colorado, Maryland, Nevada, uh, number eight on the list Snickers, even though it's not a top seller in any state. Uh, number nine Tootsie pops. Oh, we're old going school old favorite. School. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota, yeah, yeah. Tennessee, Utah, Washington, number 10 on the list. Candy corn, candy corn. There you go. That's okay. the top 10 sellers. Now you might notice being that we're in a state that was not mentioned. Yeah. Like what is Louisiana's number one candy seller? I'm scared. It's so weird. Yeah. And I want you to show yourself. <laughs> Reveal yourself. Who are you? <laughs> that is like skewing the data. Wait, so we have the weird Louisiana data again? Lemonheads. What the fuck is going on? Okay, we <laughs> we need to like really do some research because what we have stumbled upon unintentionally while doing this podcast is that Louisiana has some really weird food results on these national polls. Something's going on. It sounds to me that there's somebody who has a disproportionate love and maybe a bad addiction to like shopping or something like, are you, is there a handful of people that's buying so many lemon heads that it's lemon just like heads. tipping the scales? I just don't, I'm trying to understand why this would be a thing anywhere. I think it's been at least a decade since I have eaten a lemon head. Mm. I yeah. cannot call into memory the last time. And I certainly have never bought that for trick or treaters or never. had that in my trick or treat basket. Like also it is a candy that you don't need to consume a lot to be like, yeah, I get it. I've had my fill. So to buy a large amount of lemon heads, I, I don't just know. don't, yeah. I don't get it throwing the hands up. I give up. I have no idea what's going on Look, here. For the most part, even if it's not like your personal taste, you can agree with the top 10. I cannot agree with the candy that is the top seller supposedly to represent our state. Yeah, that's fair. Like you said, uh, top 10, that makes sense whether or not I like the candy or not, but the lemon heads, Louisiana needs to get your shit together. Cause that just doesn't make any sense. Should I call out another state that has something really weird? I and want questionable? you to. Yes, yeah. Not make us feel a tiny yeah. little bit better. <laughs> Georgia, looking at you okay, and your obsession with Swedish fish. Oh. No, that is weird. I really like Swedish fish though. And when I went through like a phase, I ate a lot. Like you can eat a lot of Swedish fish. That's more defensible than lemon heads. I don't know. I think they're both, no. Weird kind of <laughs> outside the box candies. I understand Swedish fish. I really do. 
They are really good. I haven't had them in a long time. Okay. Well, you're welcome for inspiring a craving. I think I'd have to move to Georgia now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Uh, We were talking about Halloween. It is also supposedly fall arriving soon. Yeah, I if, mean, a nice, cool 86 degrees. I mean, at least that's what it is here. I would like to have an actual reason to be wearing sleeves. I put it on this morning. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and I'm like, nope, I regret this. Yeah. I regret this by 10 a.m. Yeah. It's still too hot. <laughs> We're doing the thing where it's really weird. I was actually thinking about this today, how much, especially New Orleans, embraces fall and Halloween and all of that. And like, you kind of like are trying to force it a little bit. You're 100%. like, I'm wearing, like you're literally wearing a sweater now. 100%. And then you go outside and you're like, fuck, we are not ready for this. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater and I am a sweater now. I am sweating I see what in you my did there. sweater. I see what you, okay. I, uh, I see what you did there. But somebody else had this idea too, to just kind of like make fall happen. Okay. There is a fast food brand. That has you covered if you've ever had the specific urge to wear clothing that smells like your favorite food. Wait, so clothing that smells. And it's sweats, sweatpants and hoodies. Is it time for fall? And do you want that? Wait, like scratch and sniff clothing? I don't know if it's scratch and sniff. Imagine just strangers walking up to you be like. This company, what's happening? It's all a big marketing ploy. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I see you. I see you Arby's. It's Arby's. <laughs> this is Arby's? Oh it's my Arby's. God. Imagine buying a sweatshirt that smells like a roast beef sandwich. Well, they have this new <laughs> sandwich. It's kind of like their version of the McRib. I'm not going to lie. It's a country style rib sandwich. Okay. So that's their McRib. Yeah. So to get people hyped about the big launch, they created its own like line <laughs> of hoodies and sweatpants that smell like smoked meat in advance of the sandwich's arrival. Each article of clothing is hand smoked by a real pit master and then vacuum sealed. They already went on sale and already sold out. Of course they did. Both available in barbecue burgundy. Ooh, I like it. This is my barbecue burgundy sweater. It's my meat pants. Oh my God. You think, you think you're hungry before? Holy fuck. Imagine like you wake up and you throw this sweater on and all day you're like, oh my God, barbecue. I want it. Not me though. I want it so bad. I don't have a sense of smell, so I'm not oh. going to waste my, how much is it? Mm. I could just buy you like a hoodie from fucking Kmart. The and be set like, Here is $115 if you're buying both the pants and the sweatshirt when they possibly restock. I like how they smoke the the sweatshirt and the sweatpants. That's really at impressive. Sadler's Smokehouse in Texas. Not even at an Arby's. No, a they real smokehouse. They just brought in house. a real smokehouse. They smoke it. They. <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining, you know how like in an old fashioned, you're imagining like a butcher shop and there's just like meat hooks and there's just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Walk by one the other day. <laughs> I'm imagining. No, just various hooks of sweats, sweatpants in like the window. Like in a room yes. and they like are next to the smoker <laughs> and then they have to hurry quickly vacuum seal them and then put them on the internet <laughs> for weirdos across the country who want to spend over a hundred dollars oh to God. smell like meat until you wash it, I guess. Listen, I don't need any extra assistance in always wanting to eat barbecue food. The last thing I want to do is wear clothing that just smells like delicious smoked meats all the time. Right. And also for an authenticity. Not all the time. 
all the time until it gets washed yeah. and, or just wears off, I guess, or you wear it when it's still not cold enough. Ooh. And now you're sweating. And it's, it's a very specific it's a use combination scenario. of like <laughs> body odor now, and meat. Oh my God. That, now you're literally have the meat sweats. You're wearing a wow. smoked sweatshirt while sweating. Oh my God. And also like, what if it doesn't wash away completely after the first try? Like what if you wash a load of clothes and you throw in everything else with the meat sweater and everything else comes out like a meat tied combo. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's like, you smell Why clean. Why my underwear smell yeah. like smoked meat? <laughs> I'm just imagining Like hooking kid. up with somebody like, you smell like ribs and Febreze. And I'm really confused, but I'm really into it. See, I went the opposite direction. I imagine that like some kid that's obviously like really into all the internet trends. As they should be. Got the set. Mm-hmm. And then their mom is like, Ooh, something smells off with this. And then immediately washed their sweats. Oh. And they're like, mom, you ruined my meat sweats. You ruined the meat sweats. Yeah. She I'm- just kept washing until it didn't <laughs> smell like meat anymore. She didn't know. A mom, that, that would be a very big mom move. Immediate to just do, decrease yeah, in value. Im- yeah. Immediately washing all the clothes because you want to help out your kid because all their clothes smell like barbecue. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in a way I'm kind of into it though. And I think from an authenticity standpoint, like I would love it. Like if on the tag, it like had information of like not only where it was smoked, but who the smoker was behind it. Be like, Oh, you can like show it off. I was like collectibles. Uh-huh. They should, they should kind of elevate it to the next level. Like you're already doing sweatsuit like, number 37 yeah, like smoked sweatsuits smoked by Jimmy Bob. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you should get like <laughs> these like famous smokers and it's like, Oh yeah, I got the, uh, I got the Jim Bob. No big deal. Smoked in Austin 99. <laughs> like these could be like collectible items here. I think that we should be helping out Arby's and, and pushing their smoked sweatsuits. You got to follow them. If you want to see if they're going to restock the uh, smoked sweats update. I think they definitely have a missed opportunity by not just calling them the meat sweats. They need to be called the meat sweats. They really do. And also I think we're just at a point now where like these fast food companies and maybe restaurants in general are just trying to think of the craziest shit that they can get people to, to kind of get behind like, Oh, look at us. We have meat sweats. Now, what are you going to do? It used to be enough to just say, Hey guys, we have a new sandwich. Would you like to try it? Absolutely. Now it's like, Hey, we have a new sandwich and to celebrate, sweatsuits that smell like meat from a smokehouse in Texas, vacuum sealed, <laughs> limited edition, buy it before it sells out on the internet. You don't get a sandwich with it. It has nothing to do yeah, actually with the sandwich. Yeah, but you just sold that so well. Like I want to go online now and buy, <laughs> now. buy some meat sweats and I fucking can't because they sold out. But what I'm saying is the whole hype thing yes. actually has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with the sandwich. Yeah, The sandwich does not come from that smokehouse it probably does not even or, smell or like that. What if there's like some ingredients in that particular smokehouse that they use in the Arby sandwiches? This is like some subliminal messaging to get people to go to Arby's more because you're like, man, this barbecue, it reminds me of an Arby sandwich. You know what See, sounds awesome right now? Go I'm to the looking Arby's. at the smokehouse who's responsible for the smelly pants. Mm-hmm. They delicious smelly pants need to just not contract out with Arby's, but do their own. Like, man, these sold out for Arby's. Yeah. Like, (laughs) fuck you. We don't need Arby's. We're going to on our own. We're going to start smoking everything. Yeah. We're going to put Sadler's Smokehouse in Texas on the map for our smelly sweats. You know what I want? What smoked weighted blankets. You want to go to bed at night and feel like you're being (laughs) cuddled real hard by a giant rib? (laughs) Smoked weighted blankets. Okay. Now that's genius. That is Sadler's Smokehouse. Are you listening? I just gave them a great idea. Okay. 
I can't agree. wait to sue them in five years. <laughs> <laughs> but really, no, you're right. The things that people do to create like a stunt for the internet. Yeah. To capture a certain audience. Yeah. It's almost, I don't want to say it's too far for this one. Cause I kind of like it. I hate to admit it, but yeah, it is a little, how very TikTok generation of you. I know it's very TikToky of me. I really want some meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and also I really want some fucking barbecue now. Like it's already working. Like right now, a great barbecue sandwich with some mac and cheese on the side sounds like it would hit the spot and some sweet tea. Speaking of the TikTok generation, there is apparently a generational condiment divide. Uh, according to a study that I think no one asked for once again. No one asked for any of these. They're just no. scientists out there like getting no, no, funded no, no, no. by this millions isn't, of dollars. This isn't even scientists. I don't know who asked <laughs> oh, no. this company to start doing studies of the shit that we're ordering. Oh, great. Instacart did a study about condiment purchases. Okay. So basically when you order stuff to be delivered, they're like data, data. Yes. Let's compile this data and make this stupid article on the internet for you to click and see what Gen Z loves and millennials hate. We're going to make them at each other's throats about condiments. You're welcome. We're Instacart. Great. Cause Facebook <laughs> wasn't already existing to take our data and use it to pit ourselves against one another. Now we have fucking Instacart doing this. Like why can't we ever just like consume things and be left the fuck alone? And the article is so dramatic. It says the generation divide between millennials and Gen Z even continues mm. to widen. Yeah. Does it though? Cause I don't think no. we were really aware until you told us what condiments were disproportionately buying. That is the most click baity title for an article discussing condiments I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I don't, they know exactly what they're doing. I'm already upset. So what would you think? There's one condiment that Gen Z loathes and millennials absolutely love, according to Instacart. I'm going to guess here because there is a condiment that I am particularly fond of that not everyone's sold on. I'm going mustard. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. You are right. Oh my God. That is incredible. Apparently That's 37% amazing. of folks between the ages 18 to 24, AKA TikTok generation, AKA Gen Z revealed they absolutely hate mustard with a passion. Hate. Like they're using that strong of a word. They hate mustard with the passion. Their hot dog condiment, top choice. Ketchup. Ketchup. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's specifically a hot dog condiment study, but according to Instacart, that's what Gen Z is anti-mustard. They're trying to get mustard canceled. If they try to get mustard... Mm. You know what? That's a very dark place in my brain. I'm just going to walk away from that one. Okay. So I have to ask you really quick. How do you prefer your hot dog? Like you order a dog and not like you go to like a, a lucky dog or something like that in New Orleans where it's like, you know, the, the special hot dogs, but like, let's say like a ballpark dog. What do you put on it? Oh my God. You're going to be so mad. Cause you hate mustard. <laughs> I'm, I just get it plain. <sighs> I am fucking seething right now. <laughs> unless are you I'm serious? Going, Who unless are you? I'm going to a place like I'm going to shout out Dat Dog here in New Orleans. If I can really customize oh, my I hot dog. Oh, I was thinking of Dat Dog, not Lucky Dog, but Lucky yeah. Dog's also delicious. Yes. If I can really customize my hot dog, I'm going to get a bacon buffalo blue cheese hot dog. Wait, so you're telling me that when you Spicy consume sausage. hot dogs, that you either go plain. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to dress it yourself. So this is basically based Plain off of how lazy like you want to be. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just hot cheese? Like a cheese whiz? I, what kind of cheese I, are you putting on a hot dog? I, like sprinkled shredded cheese. You sprinkled cheese. shredded cheese. I am so confused. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. But I want to smack can, a hot dog out of your hand. I'm so upset. I'm like, you do not deserve that. I can't that. tell you the last time I ate a hot dog that wasn't a corn dog. Wait, will you eat corn dogs regularly? Almost weekly because <laughs> to, 
because at my trivia that I host on way Wednesday too much nights, about you. Look, I host trivia three times a week. We mentioned this earlier in the okay. episode on Wednesday nights where I host at fat Harry's it's $2 corn dogs. Oh, well then yeah. Being in corn dogs. Right. Too. I haven't had a corn dog in years. Well, you need to come to trivia. Yeah. Apparently on Wednesday <laughs> nights, we did fat Harry's just crushing $2 corn. Are they decent? Are they like normal size corn dogs? Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, so I, can't, I can't be upset over that. When you're asking me what I do with a hot dog. I'm like, but when's the last time I had a hot you dog? You have a justification for the corn dogs, but the like with my corn dogs, <laughs> I dip them in Sriracha Mayo. Okay. That's also very acceptable with corn dogs. I'm, I'm a weird, like I like half ketchup, half mustard, but I swirl it around together. Yeah. Cause the corn adds a whole different factor. No, it absolutely does. And then for hot dogs, like if I'm eating just like a, again, if I'm out of ballpark and I'm just, I have a plain hot dog. What's really, really underrated is sauerkraut and mustard. It's so, so, so good. And it really upsets me that there are people out there. Now, listen, I don't like mustard on its own. I'm not just going to put mustard on a hot dog and be like, good to go. I'm not a psychopath. I'm not fucking Norman Bates. But it is a great addition to the hot dog. What do you think about relish? I'm a fan of relish. I, I love well, relish apparently hot dogs too. You are a standout millennial then. Oh, Jesus. Because back to the story, the study found that 28% of the 25 to 40 age range would be perfectly fine if they never had to put relish on their food ever again. So we have millennials trying to cancel relish. <laughs> yeah. Gen Z is trying to cancel mustard. And I want to cancel everybody. Millennials also, I think this is insane. Millennials wouldn't mind pairing their French fries with mayonnaise just mayo yeah <sighs> this whole i am so I hate upset this article. right now i don't understand <laughs> also, anybody i hate instacart for even doing a study again we did not ask you for this it's also yeah instacart like why can't people just put in an order at fucking target without you tracking what we're ordering and then using it again to pit freaking people against each other I don't understand the generational condiment divide. That's not a thing. Yeah. And also thanks for the clickbaity title. You dick. <laughs> I, uh, I understand mayo and ketchup because you know, everyone's seen step brothers make some fancy sauce. Fancy sauce is delicious, but just mayo by itself. That's fucking disgusting. I know you hate me now for eating a plain hot dog. I can't, bl- but it's, it's so funny to me that your options are, you're like, well, if I'm doing it myself, it's plain. But if I go somewhere like a dat dog, give me like some bacon, blue cheese, like you like rattled off like 10 different ingredients. Bacon, blue like, cheese, buffalo. So you're either, you're an extremist when it comes to the yeah. hot dog eating. You're either plain or you're like loaded up. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe I would possibly be interested. Or in shredded that, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Well, you know why? It's because when I was offered chili dogs when I was younger, oh. I was not into the chili. But you know, you, what? you make a chili dog and yeah, you, you sprinkle cheese on some it. shredded cheese and some onions on there too. Onions are the key to those. So yeah, I was, uh, oh, I really want chili cheese dogs now. Well, there you look, I've just inspired so the weirdest meal for you. You're going to have a chili cheese dog some and barbecue. some Swedish fish and barbecue. Yeah, that sounds honestly Gross. like the best fucking day. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know where you're going to go for that. Apparently a target and a barbecue spot. <laughs> going to get real weird. I'm going to bring like a, like a sack of like freaking, I'm going to like buy all everything I need to make hot dogs and walk into a barbecue place and be like, I want a number two. And also can you boil these for me in the back? (laughs) I have one last food related data set for you. Okay. The best cities in America for foodies have been announced. Okay. I'm, I'm already intrigued by wallethub.com. Never heard of them. Congrats. You're getting a shout out. So 
they conducted a whole study to find the best cities in America for foodies. And it was like a pretty in-depth study, mm-hmm. uh, 180 cities, 29 different factors. Whoa. Yes. Like fancy restaurants, of course, naturally, but also cost of groceries, diversity of food options, uh, craft breweries, coffee shops, stores that sell like fancy herbs and spices, farmers markets, food trucks, like all the things that foodies love. I, okay. This is probably the one time that you have shared like a study where I actually, I really respect kind of the background information that got put into this. With that being said, I'm very curious to hear where New Orleans ranks. Not great. Okay. <laughs> Out of the list why. of the top mm, bizarre number of 182 cities. Very specific. Yeah. New Orleans is only number 40 on that list. Okay. So we're somewhere near the top ish tier. We're in the top, top 40. Half, sure. Out of top 182. 40. We just made it into top 40. We'll okay. say like, oh, we're in the top 50 foodies. Yeah, but cities. there's going to be like a random city in front of us is going to piss me off like a Scottsdale. And I'm going to be like, fuck this. I, I mean, know how I am. you know, if I read all of them, I'm just going to give you the top 10. Okay. Yeah. Number 10, go. Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. <sighs> Number nine. <laughs> I just, just a sigh. Moving Defeat. on. Number nine, Seattle. Okay. I can get down with Respect. that. Respect. Hold it down for Washington. Number eight, Vegas great selection of food over there. I mean, honestly, all that freaking money pumping in. So yeah, that also makes complete sense. Uh, number seven, Denver. Contemporary Denver. Yeah. Okay. Actually was having that conversation with some friends this weekend. So yeah, Denver also makes a lot of sense. Number six, top foodie city, Sacramento. Very confused by that. <laughs> number well, five. I'm surprised it's still a city. Austin. I okay. can agree. Yeah, I can agree. Uh, number four, pretty undisputable San Francisco. Yeah. Agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Miami. Okay. Yeah, I mean, great selection of food out there as well. Number two, Orlando. Orlando, wait, Orlando's number two. Number two, best Orlando, food city Florida. in America. They can't count fucking Disney World. <laughs> I'm sorry, like you don't get to go like <laughs> ride the train, the eat around Epcot. the world, and be like, this counts. Like, I'm sorry, Orlando has cheated. Orlando has cheated. <laughs> That's exactly what happened there. They counted Disney World as like an eclectic array of food. I'm sorry, you cannot use Disney World, Orlando. You are fucking disqualified. And number one on the list. Best food city in uh, America. I'm nervous. Portland, Oregon. Wow. Okay. Oh, wait, I said food city. Best foodie city. Foodie city. Because look, I'm going to stand by New Orleans. I think there's a factor that they didn't include in this study, this whole survey, whatever, unique food culture. Okay. I don't think that is a thing that they considered. And I don't that's think they why, considered that either. That's why New Orleans is down at number 40. Yeah, I suppose so. Because what is the unique food culture of Tampa? Orlando. Orlando. Number two, Orlando. <laughs> sure. I'm going to harp on Orlando really hard, but I just don't. They definitely counted Disney World <laughs> because they were like, oh, foodie, well, this counts because people travel there for that. And while they are there, they can purchase a $20 corn dog. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Portland, I don't really know much about, minus you and I watching Top Chef Portland. And yeah. Apparently, they have a great selection of food. I to wonder. Choose from. I wonder if that kind of tipped the scales because it showed people like, uh, oh, oh, Portland's pretty. Portland. Huh. Yeah, I've heard a lot about them. Yeah. New York, number twenty-three. Wow. Okay. New York City was outranked by Orlando. Tampa and Orlando. I'm so over Orlando right now. L.A. missed the top ten. It's number eleven. Again, that's okay. the one that was beat out by Tampa. 
and Orlando. I know, I know, but I'm saying Tampa was number 10 <laughs> yeah, to LA yeah, is yeah. number 11. I've never, have you been to Tampa? No. I haven't been. I've actually, I can't talk that much shit on it. I've heard really, I've heard really good things. Like it's actually a pretty decent city considering it is in Florida. So we have to throw that out there as well. <laughs> it is located in Florida. Asterix. <laughs> Anyway. So, I mean, look, I think there's some of the factors that no, we don't have a lot of like farmer's market kind of stuff here. Yeah, we really don't. And that's what I was thinking about when you were listing some of the other kind of like criteria for the survey, you know, like places to buy certain spices and, and different markets and whatnot. It's like, yeah, we probably right. aren't the best in that. But when you talk about foodie city, I mean, do they also take into context? But if you were going to talk about authenticity Unique yes. food culture. Yes. And history, also whatever. I don't know. How about you also take into context just the, the number of restaurants the, per capita the tourism factor, right? Like sure. do people travel to these particular destinations to eat? And if you take that into account, New Orleans is definitely top five. I mean, what, what else do you travel here for? Eat right. and drink. Wallethub.com. Yeah. Here's looking at you, Wallet Hub. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That list is interesting. But I do appreciate all the other the factors they they brought into it. That's interesting. Yeah. Don't agree. Don't but agree. Interesting. interesting. Hmm. I see you, yeah. but I don't yeah. agree. <laughs> um, I like your research. I think you're full of shit, but uh, good job. <laughs> That's it for me. Do you want to go over our uh, food highs and lows? I'll do mine first because it's pretty uneventful. Yeah, I don't even have a low. Yeah, so I don't have a low either. It's been a pretty good My low week of the week food. was not related to food at all. But uh, the high, like we said earlier, I am just forcefully like willing fall to happen. Yes. People talk about like, oh, spooky season. I talk about spooky season. I don't know why. People, it's me. People, it's you yeah. initiating that conversation with people. Sweater season. Yeah. It's me. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. The other thing about fall is it's, it, this is underrated. It's soup season. Uh, I'm indifferent towards soup. Are we going to have this conversation now? Okay. Well, you're not going to steal my thunder. And my food <laughs> you look so disappointed by my lack of emotional response to soup. A baked potato soup. Okay. With cheese and bacon. Again with the cheese. Well, I, unlike you, I'm not lactose intolerant, so I don't yes. think twice about it. It's not going to murder your insides. You put cheese on the top and then you kind of stir it in and you get those like Oh, the long pulls. cheesy soupy yeah. pulls. Yeah, those are nice. Mm -hmm. I made it myself a nice big uh, potato soup and that was my that sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I cranked my AC down real low and pretended that it was cold oh outside. My God. And I was like, I need this to feel cozy. You are willing fall <laughs> so hard. Yeah. Go look inside my apartment. There's like. I can't because it's 54 degrees in there because you're <laughs> blasting the AC. Thousand dollar elect electricity bill. And you're like, worth it. <laughs> so good. That's amazing though. Soups I just get a little bit weird about sometimes because sometimes if it's just like some pure broth. I'm like, you know what? It's hard for me to count something as food if I can drink it, but oh. you know, a good hearty soup. Yeah. I, I like my behind. soup to have stuff in it that I also yes. need to like kind of not chew aggressively, but you know, I want like chunks of meat in there or like if it's a vegetable soup, like I still want the vegetables I want, you know, I don't yeah. like to just drink it. Like you said, the clear brothy kind of situation. Yeah, that's fair. You when like I say good soup, soup season, I mean like a good hearty fall soup. I'm not going to go and say it's gumbo season yet because it is not cold yet. 
It's not. No matter really, how cold you turn down your AC in your right. house, when you step outside, <laughs> right. it's still 90 degrees right. with 100% humidity. Right. In Louisiana, there's a superstition about eating king cake before Mardi Gras season actually begins. Yes. I kind of feel the same way about gumbo. Before it gets like actually eating cold it out. Before the first cold snap, I'm like, I don't feel okay about this. Yeah. Cause then, uh, are you sure though? Because you're willing fall pretty hard. I think that's a different superstition though. Okay. I'm willing it with soup, which is fine. Like I'm also like willing Halloween tortoise with <laughs> eating Reese's pumpkins. And that's just, yeah. so basically you're just in your apartment, AC's down as far as it can go. Sweaters on decorations everywhere. And you're just crushing candy and soup. Sure. Yeah. That honestly sounds like the best October. Right. And I want to do, movies I do on all those. Yes. Yeah. I want to do all those things. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask really quick. Sorry. A lot of side tangents here. ADHD full blow. Um, when you think of spooky movies, are you going, oh, I'm going to put on some Disney plus shit. Or are you like, tonight I'm watching the original Halloween and tomorrow night I'm doing the conjuring. Okay. So spooky movies and seasonal movies to yes. me are different things. Okay. Fair. Seasonal but some people conflate kind of, the two. Sure. Okay. Hocus Focus is one of my favorite movies ever. That's a seasonal movie. It's not spooky. It's a fantastic movie and it should be watched every October. Oh, I go and see it in the theater. Like my friends and I go yes. to watch it. Wait, is this a sleepy girl supper club event? Yes. Oh my God. As if it's like a new movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it came out in the nineties. I don't care. That is not a spooky movie. Yes. No, a it's spooky not. movie is going to make you feel uncomfortable later when something in your house creaks. Yes. hundred percent. Whether it's like a haunted kind of thing, a possession kind of thing, a murderer kind of thing. That is spooky. Okay. Okay. Psychological thriller. Spooky. Yes. Nightmare before Christmas on Disney plus not a spooky movie, not spooky movie, but we'll absolutely watch child. Yes. I will watch all the seasonal things. Mm -hmm. Not spooky though. Okay. That's fair. I'm just, I'm genuinely curious because some people are like, Oh, spooky season. And then they watch all this Disney shit. And I'm like, where's the slashers? Well, I don't where's, have, where's the exorcist? I don't Let's have go. kids so I can watch the conjuring, yes, the, the exorcist, the murder things like, yeah, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. I recently like watched um, something that's a kind of twisted story about religion. I'm already into it. We can talk about it after. Okay. This is not a Netflix podcast. I know. I just got, I got really excited. I genuinely don't know these things. I don't know how you eat your hot dogs. I don't know what kind of movies <laughs> you watch in October. There's a lot. I don't know. Are we about even friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, um, I had a really good week of food, but I also, again, I had the surprise kind of trip out to Pennsylvania. Back it up because last week we yeah. almost talked about this at the end of last week's episode. Yeah. I had to be like, like oh, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. We can't talk about it because this person doesn't know yeah. I'm going to see them. Yeah. No, that was a good call. And also when, um, when I saw him and we're talking and he was like, oh yeah, I, I listened to all of your episodes. I was catching up on the flight over here. So it would have been ruined by the time you fucking yeah. landed. It's like, I knew you were coming. It's like, dude. Fuck. I really, yeah. I really shit the bed there. Um, but you didn't. I didn't. So my, I don't, I don't have a low. I mean, I was very hashtag blessed with the, the food experiences over the past week. So I'll, I ate a lot of really good food, but I think my favorite food day was went down to Philadelphia about 45 minutes away from where I was staying and basically did a whole food and drink tour. Yeah. And sorry, just wrote down a couple places 
that I want to shout out. And so I spent a lot of, have you ever been to Philadelphia by the way? Mm-mm. Oh my God. I feel like you would really, really, really enjoy it. Just people there get a bad rap for being not so nice. That is the very opposite of the truth. Like I very think that's only nice. When sports gets involved. Fair, <laughs> very fair. Like throwing rocks on the field. Fair. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like people in general, there are very nice and very passionate about food and spent a lot of time that day in South Philly. So South Philly, uh, South Philly barbacoa, like some of the best tacos. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was a great way to start the day is grows went there for a cannoli, um, Angelo's pizzeria for the Italian hoagie, then swung by a dive called Ray's happy birthday bar, which was this bar, if you if you could remove it and then place it in New Orleans, I love those kind of. You places. would think that it is a neighborhood slash dive that has been in New Orleans for a hundred years. It is one of those bars. It was people. You, I walked in. People are at the bar playing like the violin, the saxophone at the bar while mm-hmm. drinking beer. There's, um, yeah, it's just like everyone in there is a fucking character out of some weird movie, but they somehow all some. Somehow they've all like come together in some form or fashion to participate in getting very intoxicated at this bar, which is also very cheap to drink. I can get like a yingling and a shot for, uh, I think it was like $4 and it's, it's a pretty Oh, that's right. You were in the land of yingling. Yes. And I do enjoy yingling. So Mm -hmm. I had many of those. So anyways, Ray's happy birthday bar was great. Um, Tired Hands Brewing went to this place called Martha's for charcuterie board, went to another bar called The Garage. And then I ended it with... Philly cheesesteaks. So there's a place and, and again, in South Philly, it's kind of a tourist trap a little bit, but it's, um, there's these two places called Gino's and Pat's mm-hmm. and it's this ongoing battle. Oh yeah. It's like, which, which team do you one represent? do you represent? And I feel bad kind of picking a favorite cause Pat's does like traditional. So they chop the meat, whereas Gino's has the meat sliced. And so for me, I liked, if I had to choose, I I'm going Gino's. But with that being said, they are very close. And also I appreciate the efficiency of Pat's because Pat's gets people in and out of that line quick. Like they're, they're moving fast. Gino's you're staying there for a little bit. It's, I don't know. You're, it is what it is, but the, I did appreciate that style more because I like the slice version more. I don't know what that says about me because I chopped again as traditional and I kind of lean towards Gino's, did but you eat delicious oh, same day back to back. Yes, I did. <laughs> Is that a thing that most people do? I don't think so, but it was also a thing that I had to do because now granted again, limited time only limited time, but also I didn't eat two full cheesesteaks back to back. Okay. So I had two of uh, my friends with me and they, we purchased one and then split it into thirds just so we could get that's really a smart move. Yeah. Well, because no matter how was, good it is, if you eat it's too a much, lot. yeah, that is a lesson I learned yes. um, at the Po' Boy Fest here in New Orleans a couple years ago. <laughs> yes. I was one of the judges <laughs> oh, no. and I didn't, you know, think because yeah. oh, they were so good. And we did the seafood division and mm-hmm. oh my God, that's some of my favorite Po' Boys. Yeah. And you need to only eat one bite of each one that you're trying because otherwise, oh my God. Yes. And I did that hosting slash judging gig. That's a dangerous gig. In a costume that involved a corset. Oh my God. Which is very tight. You're like constricting yourself while also having unlimited access to po' boys. Yes. 
that is my version of hell. Right. So <laughs> you did the smart move of like limiting how much you're going to eat of each one of yeah. the two cheesesteaks. Well, it had to be because that, that day, and I might've left out a place or two there, but that day was, we, all that was done in about a six and a half hour span. And there it was sounds a, like heaven. It was a lot of food. And I have to give credit food. to my, to my buddy, Kyle, for setting that whole thing up. Like he had a list. He was like, here's what we're doing. Like he knew exactly where we were going. We're getting out of the car here. We're walking here. And then from here, we're just, we're hitting all the spots. In fact, it got to a point where we were going through them too fast. Like, oh shit, we're, we're crushing the food and drink tour. That's what I need to do soon is just pick a place mm-hmm. and then do a food roundup of that place. Highly recommend Philadelphia. I really do feel like you would like it a lot. Oh no, I have some good friends from that area. There you go. Um, we'll have to actually do that soon. And then I won't make it a sneaky surprise so we can actually open it up to listeners of the podcast to yes. hit us up in the DMs with places that they recommend in whatever that city is that I pick. Absolutely. I like it. Sometime soon. But this is a wrap for today's episode of the Pass the Everything podcast. Please follow us um, at PTE Pod on Instagram is where you'll find us. And we'll talk to you next week. Come back for seconds. 